Bree Pruitt, we made you watch New Year's Eve, a movie about an alternative reality where New Year's Eve is the only important holiday that governs the lives of all people. Woo. We start and end every show by saying at least one nice <laughs> thing about the topic, even if it's a movie starring Zac Efron. We call it the compliment sandwich. What is your what? major compliment for New Year's Eve? Seth Meyers giving me my first laugh of the movie 41 minutes in. <laughs> uh, what what did his? he do? Yeah, because my first he laugh said, was later than that. He said um, he was just, I'm sure he was just riffing. He was talking to his wife, Jessica Beal, or, mm-hmm. or whomever she yeah. is. And yeah. um, he compared her to a horse. And I thought that was funny. <laughs> oh, yeah. When he was like, uh, so it was like, if you were. I'm like, a veteran veterinarian, right. so I would know what to do if you were a horse, but then something else, but then I'd be married to a horse. And it would be weird for people at parties. Yeah. That was, yeah. That was almost a laugh. Yeah. <laughs> like a half yeah. got me. I was there. Uh, my first laugh since we're doing, let's do first laughs. Uh, my first laugh and my major compliment is, uh, was almost at the very end when the, uh, guy, the record executive young guy who had a big speech, but then didn't say anything in his speech except like, Oh, Josh DeHamanil. Yeah. Yeah. That Fergie's guy. husband. So he, he is at their, um, he's at the Christmas party where he is a hot young record executive and all of the women around him are super thirsty and a lady walks up on the left side and is like, I'm going to have sex with you soon. And then the lady walks up behind him and is like, I would also have sex with you. And he just goes, I'm a sandwich. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think that was, I don't know. That was just so weird and, and not a, like, yeah. Anyway, that made me laugh. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, they were still, like, even after he said, I'm a sandwich, they were still interested in having sex with him, which yeah. seems unlikely. That sandwich talk was not off-putting. And, in fact, it might have been a turn on. <laughs> Where's Ezra? (laughs) Yeah, Ezra would be like, he'd be like mostly there right now. Yeah. Uh, Also, it's not, you're just the meat. You're not the whole sandwich. They're still doing the heavy lifting. Yeah. You're part of it. He meant I'm sandwiched. I'm sandwiched. No one in this, no one in this film is acting like life actually is real. So it's fine. (laughs) No. (laughs) Well, do you have a, a first laugh or other major compliment, Tanya? I'm sure that I laughed earlier than this, but the thing that actually made me laugh was one of the less stunted and stilted seeming bloopers, which was when... <laughs> so bloopers and credit bloopers end is credit her first laugh. Was, yep. was something that I like think I actually laughed at, which is... So basically, one of the plot lines, and everyone just hold on to your butts, because this is ridiculous. <laughs> um, one of the plot lines is that Dustin Hoffman is dying... Nope. Nope. Robert De Niro. Robert good, De Niro. Very good guess. One of the comments is that Al Pacino is dying. <laughs> <laughs> Who else Bob, was in Heat? Quickly. <laughs> find me another actor from Heat. Um, Robert De Niro is dying and he is tonight. begging. He's dying tonight. Oh, yeah. He's on schedule. He's he's certainly on they schedule. induced in a dying. <laughs> yeah. You're too many games. Induced dying. I'm so surprised that they didn't do more like baby crossover. Yeah. There was a lot of baby crossover, but not as much as I thought there could be. Oh. Anyway, he's dying. He gets snuck onto the roof by his daughter, played by Hilary Swank. Oh, don't worry, it all intersects. And uh, in the bloopers, there's a because this you see him being snuck onto the roof over the shoulder of a nurse who's like on the phone. Yes, and in the bloopers. Hillary Swank is in the wheelchair and Bobby De Niro is driving the wheelchair. So you get it? It's funny because he's the healthy one. But the funny <laughs> thing about that to me was just that like he they do this, he waves at the camera and the nurse like busts out laughing. I liked that because yeah. it felt like maybe people actually laughed in that moment. Whereas most of the bloopers, I was like, did they also write these? Yeah, there were a lot of scripted <laughs> bloopers. Yeah. Some of that was so bad is like, I'm trying to say my line, shit, boop, boop. Like that was the whole blooper. Yeah, was that you just, the whole you said blooper shit. was just, 
was just people being like, gosh, everyone here is getting paid so much money. We do not have time for me to mess up. That's that's what I felt like most of the bloopers were. The illusion that Rob Reiner is relaxed somewhere off camera is. <laughs> yeah. It's a fun, a I fun just, theory. Ugh. Okay, ugh. Chris. <laughs> Do you have a first laugh or other major compliment for us? Oh, yeah. So um, rather than give my major compliment, um, I'll point to my first laugh, which was me pointing and laughing at the uh, <laughs> the ineptitude of the professional kitchen that Catherine Heigl oh, was supposed yeah. to be running. Oh, so, man. Like, you guys have uh, sauces. W- Start those. Start yeah. sauces. She walks in like on a walkie-talkie. Her all of her chefs. She has a brigade of chefs that are all working. I mean, pretty slowly and that are slowly inexpertly. slicing like a zucchini. Yep, that's right. Takes takes a village. But she goes, "Okay, everybody, try to get your prep done as quickly as possible. We have a party to cater." And I was like, "Yeah, they know. They're working. <laughs> they're they're prepping." I just I I had to stop and point and laugh because there there are no. This is like. This is like children putting on a play of what they think it might be like to have jobs. All of the jobs are like All this. of the jobs yeah. are like that in this movie. Wait, you don't mean and there's so- a person in charge of ball drop who's just in charge of flipping a switch and making speeches? Oh, I, know I don't know. so much more about ball drop these days. Don't yeah. worry. You know a lot about ball <laughs> drop? Uh, not like a ton, Well, in warm like- temperatures, it <laughs> drops more. Okay. 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 In the oh. southern hemisphere, it drops up. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Good morning, Meat Suits. Welcome back to Read It and Weep. We're a good podcast about bad books and movies and TV, especially things that are thematically related to the calendar on the page that we are on. And we always have been, <laughs> always will be. I'm Alex Falcone, your host on, on Twitter at Alex underscore Falcone. Joining me, as always, he's at C. Walter Smith on Twitter in Brooklyn, New York. It's Mr. Chris Smith. Look, Alex, this is not a training bra. Do you not trust the world? God, just let me go to New Year's Eve. What point was she making? She wasn't. Was she like, you should let me go out because I have breasts now? Unclear. But, you know, I guess a yellow bra means I get to do what I want in New York. That's code. Uh, it's oh, unclear. Oh, yeah. Like, one of, the, one of the colors of underwear means you're like, you're, like, down to do it. And then another color is like, I want to go to Times Square. And then another color is like, parents just don't understand. And one of them's like, Mom, you need a man. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so that's for, all the color. Yep. For, okay. For some reason, you made a plan with your guy for a year later. So don't worry. She's got a man coming up on day three sixty-five of solo. Maybe if that RV can get him there fast enough. <laughs> uh, also joining us today, she's at the Tanya Best on Twitter. Also in our Brooklyn studios, it's Tanya Smith. I found Michelle Pfeiffer. You guys. Hey. <laughs> she seems that's, scared. Be Has she been in the woods for a while? She seems terrified. She's super shaken up. Nobody nobody knows, really. She's still like, pre-Catwoman. Yeah. Pre-Catwoman. She's, she's somehow managed to turn back time. <laughs> I mean, I'm glad to see her. Don't get, a, don't get it twisted. I, I'm pleased to well, lay eyes on Michelle Pfeiffer yet one again. One thing what I liked th- about her in this movie was that she... Because she's so... She's like a chihuahua, just shaken, so, so scared. But she... Like, which was never explained by the movie... So no. I like to think Michelle Pfeiffer did a lot of character study and had a rich background that we never got to experience. That's right. The director's cut, it, you know, explores her past trauma. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. Honestly, studies show that watching this movie just makes you want to go see The Witches of Eastwick again. Oh, because yeah. Because that's what I wanted after seeing this. <laughs> I just like went into some sort of fugue state where I was like, what other things with Michelle Pfeiffer in them do I enjoy? Mm. There's mm. definitely people in here who are better than this, although not all of them. <laughs> uh, looking at you, Zach Efron. <laughs> Never change. Zach Efron, not looking who we at are you, introduced Ludacris. as he's street harassing a series of women. And then we're supposed to like be in like, let's cheer on Zach. Zac Efron has the weirdest walk I've ever seen on a human. He has a duck walk. He's got like a real, real herky-jerky thing going on. I didn't notice that. Also, <laughs> he looks this like week, he's guys, an Olympic. Sorry. No, it's fine. Uh, I just uh, wanted to get... I, she's patiently waiting to be introduced so she can get into this great Zac Efron duck walk riff. We have a very special guest at Brie Pruitt on Twitter in our Portland studios. It's Brie Pruitt. Hey, I'm Penny Marshall doing my joke about... Getting me a drink or something. <laughs> hey, everybody. Penny Marshall's here. <laughs> Wait. My son loves me. <laughs> Etc. So this is episode number 372. Whoa. I know. We have now done as many episodes as the number of marijuana plants seized from a Coventry, Rhode Island home. <laughs> uh, oh, that's how I mark my years, too. <laughs> uh, the plants were covering, according to police, every surface in every room of the 2,190 square foot house owned by three women in their 40s. And it included a finished basement, a fireplace, and hardwood floors because it's the little touches that make a grow yeah. house, a grow home. Oh, Aww. man, I wish those ladies would adopt me. <laughs> I, they did seem fun, actually. <laughs> they, they did not look like... Um, they were not like hardened drug criminals. They were like, oh, that'd be a nice party if we hung out at your place. But... <laughs> Your place has no place to sleep because there's plants on every surface. <laughs> really, that whole thing was just to get to grow house, grow home. I was really yeah pleased with that. It was nice. I liked it. Studies show people underreact to that joke. <laughs> Speaking of large scale messes to clean up, this week we're talking about the 2011 film New Year's Eve starring almost wow. everybody. Yeah. Including Halle Berry, Jessica Biel, John Bon Jovi, Robert De Niro, Luda... Uh, Josh, Josh Duhamel, Zach Heffron, Catherine Heigl, Ashton Kutcher, Seth Meyers, Jessica, Sarah Jessica Parker, Michelle Pfeiffer, Sofia Vergara, Ryan Seacrest, James Belushi, just to name the first 15. Yeah. Here's a fun Ugh. thing about this movie that is at 7% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> Nine nominations and seven Oscar wins among the cast. Yeah. Seven Oscars <laughs> floating around on that screen. Don't also, even three worry Grammys. About it. Don't even worry about it. Not for this film. No, no, no. That no, was no. misleading. I'm so sorry. Yeah. There, there were the people in the film could have had a party in which seven Oscars were present just to yeah. show how much better than this movie they are. And then three Grammys, although it turns out those were all won by Luda. Yeah. No one who worked on this movie had ever received a check from a job before. So that's cool. There <laughs> Wait, was... you're saying Bon Jovi never won a Grammy? He did not. He had one nomination and no Grammys. I know. Oh, man. For such a like fun short name, you'd think more Grammys, but no. Yeah, no. According to this, okay. he, he was nominated for Best Male Rock Vocal Performer in 1991, but did not win. Hmm. Almost everybody on this movie has won at least one Teen Choice Award, though. <laughs> Listen, Boom. teens are famously indiscriminate. Yeah, they also all love New Year's Eve. Oh, you know what? I'm so sorry. He's definitely won a Grammy for Best Country Collaboration with Vocals in 2007. <laughs> Look at that. For who says you can't go home with Jennifer Nettles. Google just only showed me a very partial result. Yeah. He was also nominated for seven other ones. So he did better. You're right. You're right to be skeptical of that factoid. 
Good job, you guys. He also and won. the Google conspiracy against Bon Jovi continues. Yeah, <laughs> it does feel like that. It seriously, if you search for Grammy, it says like one nomination, and then anyway, he also won a single Premios Oye. Oh, the you guys, <laughs> the award statue for the Premios for a while was a tongue. Oh, <laughs> yes, that's no good. I want. Don't ask see. me how I know that. It's fine. Oh. Moving right along. All right. Um, doesn't that mean cousins? Nope. No. Okay. Anyway, um, so this is the second movie in an unofficial trilogy of romantic comedies directed by Gary Marshall, set on one-day holidays featuring an ensemble cast. Wait, it's a quadrilogy because there's Mother's Day. Yeah? So it's Valentine's Day, the New Year's Eve, and Mother's Day. Oh, but Love Actually was the Christmas one. Uh, well, uh, that's not part of the unofficial trilogy, apparently. Oh, okay. Okay, okay. It's just the three days. Was I have not seen Valentine's Day or Mother's Day, but I'm assuming... Not great. Pretty much it's the same. The same. No, it's the same frustrating like Marshall verse that we have to live in. I'm just oh, like man. always want to be like yeah, yeah. So, like yeah, so basically chewing on a piece of drywall just, and like headbutting something. Yeah, it's bas- it's just like all these different little stories that are like it feels like they're all gonna come together and then they don't. It's sort of like if um, uh, like if Magnolia sucked. That's sure. what it feels like. Yeah, yeah. I feel like there have been a there have been several of these, and at, at, in the beginning, like the the first time I saw one of these, I was like, "Whoa!" When they all like ended up at the same party, or were sisters, or yeah. whatever. And now, like, it's enough that they're all like celebrating the same thing. That yeah. seems to be like, don't worry, they just all counted down wherever they were. They're all in New York. Just, now it's the spirit of love. So bye. And you're like, what? I feel robbed. <laughs> Did you all ever see 200 cigarettes? Oh, sure. That is a kind of vaguely similar. We all are New Year's Eving in New York, and we are all related. um, MTV version of this movie. Indeed. And And I believe, yeah, I think I watched it because that was a time when I preferred the Affleck Casey over the Affleck Ben. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, how is that, that felt how like is that a really important opinion. working out for you yeah, that fantasy uh, draft have you, have you done well with it honestly i feel like i've had a lot of highlights i mean manchester by the sea seems to be doing quite well uh, yeah according to the uh the screening copy i just got in the mail yesterday manchester by the sea a perfect performance by casey affleck Listen. wow could not be better according to the movie yeah well teen me knew what was what yeah i mean ben's doing all right too he's batman now Listen, we don't have to talk about Ben Affleck today. <laughs> anyway, so Chris, why don't you try to like, as best as you can, hammer out the details of these sub stories uh, and the plot of this movie, just in case anyone missed New Year's Eve 2011 because they were too busy celebrating New Year's Eve 2011. Uh, sure. Please summarize in the style, though, of a guy who's stuck in an elevator and seems pretty chill about it. Oh, you know what? For eight I, hours. Actually, yeah, I, I was going to summarize, but this movie... Uh, you know, Hillary Swank, her words describe this movie even better than I ever could. You see, friends, as you can all see, the ball has stopped halfway to its perch. It's suspended there to remind us before we pop the champagne and celebrate the new year to stop and reflect on the year that's gone by, to remember both our triumphs and our missteps, our promises made and broken, the times we opened ourselves up to great adventures or closed ourselves down for fear of getting hurt. Because that's what New Year's is all about. Mm. Getting another chance. A chance to forgive, to do better, to do more. To give more, to love more, and to stop worrying about what if, and start embracing what will be. So when that ball drops at midnight, and it will drop, (laughs) 
Let's remember to be nice to each other, kind to each other, not just tonight, but all year long. Please don't fire me. <laughs> if it feels like that speech came at the end of the film, you'd be wrong by an hour. Sure. There was a whole hour of movie after that yeah. happened. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. This was like a point of tension question mark. Yeah. So the ball's gonna drop, you guys. That's the movie. That's it. Whole movie. Uh, yeah, definitely. I yeah. was having trying. I, w- I watched the first half, and then I was trying to explain all of the different plots to Megan. And it's it's hard to remember all of them. Did you have a favorite? Let's start. Or actually, let's start with least favorite. Do you have a least favorite subplot? I mean, <clears throat> I guess I'm going to have to go Robert De Niro and Halle Berry just because it was like... Doesn't go anywhere. It doesn't. <laughs> what, it yeah. was so stupid. And like, I was also kind of thought that they were supposed to be a romantic through line because everything else was a romantic through line. Yeah. And I was like, man, is this going to be like some monster's ball nonsense? <laughs> Mm, Brie, what's that plot? What's what's the plot there? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. So Robert De Niro is dying, and yep. he wants to get it over with because he's re- refused treatment. Yeah. And um, Carrie Elwes, yep, the doctor, is like, you want to die, uh, but like you want to. It's going to be tomorrow, and he's like, it's got to be. What is he? I don't know if he wants to die like immediately. Listen, Doc, you gotta show me. I I came to this hospital because I have a view of the ball dropping from the roof. If you sneak me to the roof, sneak me to the roof, Doc. Also, this is not how hospitals work. Just a thing. Just wanted to not not a thing. But he was refusing treatment because he didn't want to live. But he did want to make till twenty twelve. That's all. That was like he just wanted to see the ball drop twenty twelve. I thought this was was it twenty twelve or twenty thirteen. I thought this was twenty twelve and no, it is it is December thirty first, twenty. 11. Oh. oh. Okay. Or no, right. is that right? Oh, it's December 31st. They just put 2012 no, no. on everything. It, you're so right. I 2012 was on all the glasses, so it was like 2011 becoming 2012. <laughs> yep. Which, by the way, uh, major pet peeve, 2012, one of the years where glasses do not work. Because you one of your <laughs> eyes is a one. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I mean, still. This is true of a lot of glasses in the teens. It worked 2000, honestly. 2009. It worked great. And then it's been yes. kind of a mess ever since. Sure. Arguably 2012 if your nose was the one. Oh, I mean, 20, 2010. Sorry. Yeah, 2010, maybe, if you put the numbers in weird places. Anyway. Yeah. In any case, yes. uh, Robert De Niro is playing the only living New Yorker who lives for the ball drop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they are all so obsessed with New Year's and the ball drop. Do you guys, do you guys see the planet Earth where there's this, like the ants and they get a spore in their brain and then they climb up to the top of a thing and then their heads explode sure. again? Yep. Um, Oh it, sure, that that planet Earth. It, it felt like that, except there was like a, somebody had spored New Year's Eve, and yeah, yeah. So, so they all have to watch the ball drop. Everyone and then has their to watch the ball drop, and explode. then their heads will explode spores <laughs> that infect other people with New Year's Eve fever, and then they will keep. Do you know I Common just, was in this film? I did. Yeah. Uh, I, th- I thought I saw Common. It was Common, yeah, very <laughs> via Skype. That happens. We, we to all me played a lot. Find Michelle Pfeiffer, and we all also played Find Common. Yeah, I was sad for Common. I We're all had, sad for comment. I just had to say it because it felt like my uh, brain ant spore riff was not going well. I was like, don't worry, comment. You'll be in Selma soon. <laughs> yeah. It's going right? to get better. And, uh, and I was like, shh, ludicrous. Just go quietly. Because <laughs> he doesn't I get it like to come back after this, right? He's uh, he's in all the Fast and Furiouses. Yeah. He is? That's, where he, that's his yeah. true home. Yeah, fast oh, and I didn't know that, guys. I take it back. <laughs> no offense to ludicrous. Luda, Luda's doing fine. Yeah. And yeah. that's the fun thing about seeing Ludacris anywhere is that I never worry about him. I was like, you're doing fine. Yeah. Good job. 
he hey, was uh, playing Alex, Bruce what was your least favorite plot? Oh, okay. My least favorite plot, I think, is the baby parents. Oh, man. That was also going to be my least favorite. I'll pick a different one. Okay. okay so, well, well, so, first of all, the I, I don't know if this is a real thing with the hospital. There's a hospital no. in New York. I assume not. That gives $25,000 prize to the first baby born of the new year, which no. seems like a real bad idea. There's a lot of bad incentives, if that's the case. <laughs> and it turned out to be true as these two couples, um, including Seth Meyers uh, and uh, poor man's Jessica Johnny Hill. Depp. Oh, oh, oh Till yeah. Schweiger? Yeah, Till Schweiger. And then who are, and the woman, it's just too many people. Sarah Paulson. Oh, Jessica Biel. And Sarah Paulson. And Sarah Paulson. Yeah. So... Uh, oh yeah, there they are. The maternity ward story. So they are like two couples who are trying to, um, uh, they're trying to be get the first baby. So they're fighting over who's gonna get the first baby. So they're trying to like induce a birth by eating yams or drinking cod liver oil or whatever. Castor oil. Castor oil. That's the one. And then they're like, but also like through dirty looks. And the hospital <laughs> seems like. That's kind of okay that people are doing that, even though basically all you did if, if you made this prize would be like guarantee you'd have to work a lot on New Year's Eve. Yeah. Yeah. What you really want is an exhausted medical team who doesn't want to be there. Getting paid time yeah. and a half. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. I just, yeah, there was a lot about this that didn't make any sense, including just like, that's not how birth works. Nope. So that was cool. <laughs> well, they'd have to like try to have sex exactly on March 1st. Yeah, because babies are exactly nine months to the well, to the minute. If, they, if you eat the yeah. right amount of yams, <laughs> right. Anyway, so then, <laughs> and then the ending of that story is like one of the couples wins, but then just like Gives tells away. the doctor that they want their baby to have been born a minute. They say no, no, no. It was it was twelve oh five, and then the doctor just changes the birth certificate. Yeah, beautiful Carla Gugino, completely un unused in this so movie. Stupid to cast yeah. her in a character where she's just yeah. like just a, a beautiful weird woman. Yeah, it's, it was yeah so super bizarre. confusing. Yeah, she was. Uh, I was like, you know, where was Carol Kane? Just go get her. Yes, <laughs> she's not busy. Go get her, meathead. What was your yeah. least favorite then, Chris? Oh, mine. Uh, my least favorite was the the Catherine Heigl John Bon Jovi thing. Uh, oh yeah, because the, so much was made of so little. Catherine Heigl is a chef. She's catering a party. Her helpers are Sofia Vergara and others. Russell and then, Peters. Oh, Russell, yeah, Peters, Russell Peters. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's a funny guy, underused. Um, but so, uh, yeah. Part of, at this party accent. is Catherine. Uh, yeah. <laughs> at this party is John Bon Jovi, Catherine Heigl's ex, who is a rock star, and he's like playing the party or something. It's unclear. And playing New uh, they Eve used to be engaged, he, he and he called to it off. Double book New Year's Eve in a very high end party, and right outside. This is a, and Times Square. In Times yeah. Square, he's double billing for New Year's Eve. That's very smart. Yeah, I know. But the whole thing is, he used to be engaged to her, but called it off because he couldn't handle the pressure of marriage, and now he wants her back, and she decides to take him back. That's the plot. It's half the fucking movie, you guys. <laughs> yeah. He just apologizes also, and then she takes him back and there's a lot of fake Yeah, that's cooking. it. That's all that happens. It's so poorly handled also. My favorite part is that she visibly softens toward him in like minute four of the movie and then we just have to watch them circle each other for another <laughs> yeah. like seven hours. Yeah. It's terrible. It's be one of these stories that's good, but Tanya, what's your least favorite? Uh, probably. Let me think about this for a second. So you still was got it the, the elevator. You still got the oh, elevator? Yeah. You still got the yeah, it was the elevator. The it was totally square. the elevator. 
Uh, it was definitely the elevator. Yeah, so the elevator so is guy who oh, hates yeah, so, New Year's the most. Yes, Ashton, Ashton Kutcher. Yeah. And uh, my one of my... <laughs> favorite humans i feel so bad i said aloud during this i was like it just doesn't feel right that i can dislike someone that i will absolutely never meet so strongly but i do, i just i have you nothing michelle i just can't stand leah michelle oh. like just i thought so, this was still about ashton kutcher very you, common this really? leah michelle yeah. Yeah. dislike yeah. Well, it, it, yeah and i you know honestly if she would just do something about her bleeping bangs is that yeah. it you hate her from the bangs i just up? You know, they shouldn't be shears. Why can you see her forehead so clearly through them? What is that about? Yeah. What is that? So what purpose is that serving? Like, well, they were almost bangs, but then we just cut 75% of the hair out of the equation because I don't know. Like, what is the point of that? Tanya turned to me during this movie and said, you know, if in this movie, a giant raptor swooped down and took her and ate her, I would suddenly like this movie, even though I don't like anything else about this movie well, so either. I did root for a lot of the people to die, and one <laughs> of them, I really wanted the old the guy who like fixed the ball to like go down with the ship. I wanted Hector him to ride it down. I wanted, him, I wanted it too. That would have been so good if he like, and, and then it crushed him. But he like gave his life so that we could have New Year's Eve ball. Oh, not I that kind of movie. Didn't want that. I would have been down for him to be like sort of like you know Buck and Bronco style. Like that's yeah. what I want. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like waving his beanie in the air. That would have been fun. Just like a teeny, like a one explosion could have given this movie just the texture I needed to stay yeah. on board for the like the yeah. last twenty minutes. Certainly. Yeah, so All right. So Ashton Kutcher and Leah Michelle are trapped in an elevator in their sh- in the apartment building where they both live. That's and- it. That's, that's the story. Much the well, whole story. It's they important never to once do they speak to each other like people who have never met before, and then they quote unquote fall for each other by pretending to be at a New Year's party in the biggest elevator I've ever seen that I think is the size of a studio apartment. Because like, she convinced him to like New Year's Eve because he hates New Year's Eve for no good reason, and then she likes it because she's gonna she's a backup singer for John Bon Jovi. <laughs> she's the most hammy backup singer i've ever seen in my goddamn <laughs> the life of their story is honestly john bon jovi goes to go get it on with the cook and so somebody makes the decision one of the four backup singers it is now your concert in times square yeah, yeah. they just honestly have her sing jennifer hudson in dream girls steals the scenes less than <laughs> leah michelle singing backup for john bon jovi like this is insane yeah. Why is she acting like this? Yeah, that's, where are her bangs? That's a great well. <laughs> where are? Her bangs? Uh, so I guess the two stories then that didn't make the bottom four were the woman who's in charge of Times Square, and that was my second least favorite. Although and, she's part of no, she's part of that Bobby De Niro see the ball, see the ball. Yeah, she does thing. crossover with De Niro. This, the, well, you, so you kind of expect it's gonna be like a ton of crossover, and then there's there like isn't three? that much. Yeah, yeah. no. And then the other story we're missing is mother-daughter story, which is where Sarah Jessica Parker's daughter um, wants to kiss a boy, and then he but kisses also, like, someone wants else. her mom to date really badly. Yeah, yeah, really yeah. wants her to date. That was that I, teenage yeah. boy is really invested in Sarah Jessica Parker finding a suitable man. <laughs> you know, a movie's really gone far when I, at the end of it, just keep yelling, "Why do we do this to women? Why do <laughs> yeah. we do this to women?" <laughs> like, yeah, it's just and, like, it's all just so embarrassing. Yeah. It is. There was the record executive storyline, too. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Michelle Pfeiffer. Oh, Michelle. Uh, and Michelle Pfeiffer, known for her mousiness, of course, uh, <laughs> quits her job. And then a friendly bike messenger by the name of Zach Afron helps her complete her bucket list. Yeah. Oh, this is called Resolution 20, Tour. Oh, yeah. Resolution Tour, where 
Uh, she saves a life. She goes to Bali. She's amazed. Um, yeah, there are just other vague things that uh, so, get made up on. Oh on man, the list. this one was so weird because a I hated Zac Efron and I did not want him to How end up dare you, sir, Michelle Pfeiffer. No, not not normally, but in the, he was just like his his character was. I've sexually harassed everybody I've walked by. That's all yes. we know about him, including Michelle Pfeiffer. Oh, and that was fine this... in 2011. Oh, it was a different time. Listen. Bootcut jeans, sexual harassment, everybody was fine. Yeah, it was it like the 60s. You don't, have, you don't have to go back far to get real freaked out by how we've seen gender for a long time. Yes. <laughs> sure, that's that's definitely true. And and now as well. But I hate Zac Efron, so I don't want him to help Michelle Pfeiffer. I don't know what her deal is. And then his thing is like, so she's like, I'll give you tickets to this party, which he said he wants to go because he wants to lie to women so he can have sex with them. Yep. And then she's he like... He also wants to go to a cool enough party that his buddy Ashton Kutcher will like New Year's Eve. Right. Which also doesn't happen. And also, he doesn't even have a mask at the masquerade ball in the end. But so he wants to go to the ball. She'll give him tickets if he helps her complete her whole New Year's resolutions in one day, um, which included something... Uh, travel around the world so she was giving him kind of a tough task but yes. despite that he does complete all of her resolutions but only in a miniature bullshit way so it's like walk all five bur- boroughs of new york and so he brings her to a very small scale model of new york that is not a small scale no, model. no no no, no. true true no, but in terms right. of his walk, big old, walking big old model of new york is that a real thing new yorkers yes uh, apparently it's a real thing. I mean, they showed there was a there was an external location shot of a place where apparently that thing could have been at that time. <laughs> so I'll take that as a Queens sure. Museum of Art. Sure. But, yeah. So he seems so like she a walks legit over thing. This small model of this large model of New York, but still small compared to actual New York. Um, for travel around the world, he drives her around a globe statue. Like all of these. Like at the end, he's like check, and she could definitely be like, doesn't quite count, buddy. <laughs> Well, Save a I, Life, you adopted yeah. a dog from a place called Save a Life, but someone else would have adopted that dog. It was not in peril. I w- well, okay. <laughs> they, obvi- they didn't say Save a Life, we're a kill shelter. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> also, I just, every single aspect, like everything that we see in this movie, like when Michelle Pfeiffer gets her bonus check, it is a personal check cut <laughs> by her boss that she then examines and says, this is how I was hoping to spend my bonus her boss and then he says what a vacation you don't you didn't tell me about that and she's like it goes through hr listen i don't know how many of you have never set foot in an office before but none you of these should things, tell your boss if you, you should always tell your boss vacation. if you're taking two weeks off in a row yeah and also especially no during grammy to know season. how you're gonna spend your bonus also i'm pretty sure that's not grammy season <laughs> what is going on <laughs> and, yeah, this is a this is a world where no one has ever had to work before, for sure. No, it was, it, it's a skit where like people <laughs> think it's a skit by middle schoolers who've never yeah. been in the real actual world. One of her New Year's resolutions was take a taxi ride in New York with no traffic, which is a fucking weird wish. What a weird, what a weird, impossible wish, Michelle Pfeiffer. Get out of town. Although, you guys, did you see there's this short film that came out where this taxi driver filmed himself hitting 240 green lights in a row? It was was the Uber driver because apparently when you're Uber driving, sometimes you do uh, unsafe competitions for YouTube. Yeah. That's I wouldn't want to have it any other way. That was amazing to watch. Did you guys cool. think it was funny in the movie when Zac Efron talked about the traffic-free taxi ride and they just cut to stock footage of a water taxi? 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're like, ah, oh, we don't have to shoot this one, right? Yeah. 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 We'll get about it. Uh, also, her wishes included to travel around the world and to go to Bali, which is, a, you could, Bali could be a stop on your world tour. That feels like definitely could. So one true. Wish. It's too bad one of her wishes wasn't work for John Lithgow. <laughs> Because that yeah. was her boss in the movie, yeah. and he's uncredited in the film. Why did he show up? Wait, he's not I think uncredited. he wanted he's his name credited. taken off of the movie. This has happened before, and it gives me nothing but delight when people take their names off of films. Yes. Oh, you yeah. think, does that happen when he, t- he took his name off of it? Yeah. yeah. People, can, people can do that if they don't like how they were dealt with nice. in the movie. You well, can, yeah, you can yeah, he, your... It was not a great role. <laughs> Another uh, dope cameo is Larry Miller, hilarious stand-up comedian Larry Miller. Um, who yes. was the uh, tow truck driver in oh, yeah, yeah, Ahern yeah. Party Story. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he, he said he his plans were to crush a 12-pack of beer with his girlfriend yeah. and watch some porn. <laughs> okay. I didn't That's laugh, when I was like, wait, this movie isn't rated G? The- <laughs> like, it was so, like, the moments of, like, profanity were so incongruous and crazy. Yeah. Yes. Like, yeah. That, yeah. It he just was, felt wrong. And but, but, So also, so it was like Zac Efron's Hitting on everybody, and then Larry Mil- Lim- Larry, I forgot Miller what. Miller Larry Miller's character is talking about sex with his girlfriend, and then that guy in the Ahorn story gets in the uh, RV where Grandpa just keeps asking if he boned this girl. Uh, boink just, boink yeah, <laughs> it's just like it's like every male character. They're like, well, your one thing is you fuck. It's very Marshally, right? It's very Rob Reinery Marshally, yeah, yeah. like, yeah, we're meatheads, we're just guys, you know. <laughs> Again and again and again. Uh, um, also, the movie starts... This is another main issue for me. Is The movie starts with, like... Pe- there are some people who swear that there's no beauty left in the world. And then, like, how New Year's Eve... Distrib- who swears that? Even yeah. people who are like, the world's real shitty are, like, waterfalls. Was Zac Efron the opening uh, voiceover? I thought it was Josh DeHamamnell. <laughs> I, I honestly don't know his last name. I don't know. I don't remember. Is Duhamel? it Josh Dumal? Are we saying his name? Du- I thought it was Duhamel, but yeah. I also don't. This seems like such an uncomplicated Mr. last Fergie. name. Oh, yeah. my yeah. apologies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was the I, that was the only thing I had to say about him. I was like, oh yeah, he's married to Fergie, <laughs> or at least the last time I checked, which was not recently. Yeah. Oh, what else? Is, yeah. Yeah. I knew I recognized him from something. He's in the Transformers movies. Yeah, and he's in a bunch of like Katherine Heigl rom coms as well. He's wild. got one of those faces. Yeah. You know, those square white man faces. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man, it might it would be I would love to be generically handsome. What a nice step up that would be. Yeah. I, it's okay, I don't Alex, know, you're very man. funny. <laughs> <laughs> you're a pretty good personality. <laughs> uh I think we should probably wrap this and move on. Okay. Uh, do you have any other, la- any other thoughts on the on the storylines? Um, all of them garbage. All garbage. I feel like um, <laughs> the the, uh, the stakes were so low on the musical performance at New Year's Eve. Mariah Carey actually watched this movie and got inspired <laughs> to throw her performance. So, so I would love to hear where you guys ended up on this because I, there was that fun wave of attack, and then I've seen a wave of defense of Mariah Carey. And then, I love Mariah Carey's defense of, eh, shit happens. Yeah, me too. <laughs> well, that's solid. But there <laughs> were, like, I, did, okay. I read some spirited defenses of, like, a woman, like, she was basically handling tech problems very professionally, but then the, the tech people were like, there were no problems. What, I, what, do you, what do you guys feel? 
I feel like Mariah Carey does not care about us at all, and she can... Nor should she. Yeah. Why does she need to? No, I'm very inconsequential. She married a billionaire from Australia. She does not need us at all, and... Yeah, she felt like, nah, I, you know, I'm just going to throw this one. Hmm. I'm also the queen of Christmas. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Welcome back to Adventures in Meatburg, where we profile the exciting lives of meat buddies and cutlets, the wonderful and generous listeners who donate to the show. You too can support the podcast and have your name used in one of these not usually flattering ads by donating to read-weep.com slash meatbuddies. Exactly three minutes plus one second until midnight. Just a few minutes until the new year, Meatbot. I'm so pumped. Me too. I am so excited to turn the page on 2016. Even though 2017 will almost undoubtedly be worse. Do you really think so? Well, of course. The worst thing that happened in 2016 was finding out who's going to be in charge next year. I mean, of course it'll get worse. That is correct. Mayor-elect Cloudsnake will be taking power here soon, and then everything will go to pot. But for now, let us celebrate! Exactly two minutes and 40 seconds plus one second until midnight. Why does she keep saying that plus one second part? Did you not know? This year, scientists are adding a leap second. Like a leap year, but for only one second? Kind of. It turns out the atomic clock and the spin of the Earth are off by a few milliseconds, depending on the year and the way the magma in the Earth's core is flowing. So when it adds up to a whole second, scientists add it at the end. Oh, thank goodness they do that. Otherwise, after hundreds of lifetimes, it would add up to like a minute or so. (laughs) That would be, well, it still wouldn't matter. It may seem small, Exactly but... two minutes and 18 seconds, plus one second until midnight. A reminder, during the leap second, all crimes are legal, including murder. Like I was saying, it may seem small, but scientific accuracy dictates, Oh my God, did you say murder? Yes, murder is legal during the leap second, and anything else. Whoa! Well, that's, so that explains why scientists are doing something so inconsequential. It's because they want to be able to commit crimes. I knew it. Mayor Cloudsnake gets elected, and all of a sudden, we are living in the purge. <laughs> oh, hey, it's Brian Bear, our last, our very last meat buddy of 2016. Well, I'm a cutlet, not a meat buddy, technically. That is great, too. Thank you for donating to the show, Brian. Since you're a cutlet, not a meat buddy, you don't get a superpower, but we're still glad to have you here. So, what happens now? Not really much of anything. One minute and 35 seconds until midnight. One minute and 34 seconds until the leap second. So I uh, just sit here until the ad's over? <laughs> we, we could talk about stuff. So, uh, Brian, what are you doing for leap second? You mean the meaningless scientific nonsense that throws off computer systems for no reason at all? That's the one. Apparently, we can kill people. We can? Yeah, consequence free. That's what the leap second is for. Oh, man. There are, like, Three people that I want to kill, but they're so far away, I won't be able to do it during that second. That was my problem, too. I guess we could all just kiss, and that wouldn't count. I guess, but seems like a waste of a free murder. Free murder. You're starting to creep me out, Brian Bear. Yeah, Brian. I thought you were just here because you wanted to donate before the legal cutoff for taxes, even though becoming a meat buddy or cutlet isn't even a little bit tax deductible. 46 seconds until murder is legal. This is so exciting. I mean, I was just donating for the year-end benefits, but now that murder is legal, 
I don't know. I can't afford not to. Uh, thanks for the donation, Brian, but we need to go. Yeah, Happy New Year and all. Uh, we're gonna just leave you here because, uh, we're afraid of you. Wait, why are you afraid of me? Because I have this large knife that I carry with me all the time and I locked the door when I came in? Ah, Jesus! Holy shit, Brian. Now I'm gonna kill a person in this room during the leap second. Help us. Get me out of here. 22 seconds, please. I have so much to live for. I just got a job counting down on the prices right. 20 seconds. I wasted two myself. I'm crucial to the plot. I'm less crucial, but still important. 10 seconds. Nine. Eight. I'm a fifth character who isn't consequential to anything. Oh, what are you doing with that knife, Brian Bear? Let me see it. Wow, that looks sharp. Well, I'm just going to expose Leap my soft seconds. belly to you. Stop! Leap second over. I can't look. You just murdered that fifth character in cold blood. Gee, I don't feel murdered. Oh, no, my fragile inner circuitry. <gasps> you killed Meatbot, Brian. How could you, Brian? Uh, I'm not really important. I'm just going to go. Go to read-weep.com slash meatbuddies to become a meat buddy or a cutlet today. A small donation gives you the right to kill off a long-running character. Hello? Uh, 911? Yeah, it's uh, old-timey prospector. I need to report a crime? Well, it was during leap second, but I assumed that wasn't a real thing. Oh, really? Literally everyone is regretting starting a purge for just one second? And there's no legal way we can call Takesies Baxies? You're right. That is a boondoggle. Well... Thanks for your help anyway. Happy New Year. Meat buddies, 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 meat buddies. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, gotta write you a new character, Chris. All right. I just, I just liked the idea of there being a fifth character that comes in and then doesn't get murdered and said it's a long-running character. That was all. Chris, I like right. your voices. Yeah, so good. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, you I will have to learn new voices now. Great job, everybody. Um, well, they can always make more robots. Like, you true. can clone that robot. <laughs> come right that's back. True. That's a good point. All right. Uh, so now, hey, Have you guys for- heard of our new, next sponsor, Backblaze? It's uh, automated backup for your home PC and robot. <laughs> Like, we backed up this major character. Yeah. That's funny. So now it's time for uh, lightning bonus round. Lightning bonus lightning round. Lightning bonus round. So we have two lightning bonus round questions today. First to you guys and then to the fans for both of them. So the first one that I wanted to ask you guys is, what is your worst New Year's Eve ever? Do you have a worst New Year's Eve story? Um, one mm. thing it's that they didn't... They, like Action Kutcher sort of talked about this. But one of the things about New Year's Eve is that people feel obligated to have fun on new year's eve who don't normally yeah. know how to have fun and oh. so that's why I like comedy so it's, it's like, amateur night it is yeah. amateur night for drinking but it's also like a huge night for comedy because it's like that's like oh i can have fun i'll go to a comedy show so it's all these packed comedy shows um and uh, valentine's day is the other one where people are like who don't go on dates are like oh i gotta plan a date all of a sudden so that can lead to some weird things um let's say like structural weird thing about it um and i'm, I'm not good at having fun so I also have trouble with that. But what do you, do you guys have a worst New Year's Eve story? Bree? I got one. It's yeah. not funny. Because <laughs> um. it ends with my heart broken. <laughs> we'll turn it around with our great riffs. Okay, guys. Get ready. So uh, I was dating a boy named Trout. <laughs> oh, okay. <and laughs> you should have done I think you've already thing. won. Yeah. <laughs> you should do the whole thing and then be like, his name was Trout. Then it'll be a hilarious story. <laughs> it's a punchline. 
And um, well, he had a big beard, and we were just friends. And then he shaved his beard, and I fell in love with him. Oh. Whoa, trout! You know big what I mean? Beard. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean that—that's like that should be in this New Year's Eve movie, like somebody, like a best friend remembering that they love somebody. Oh, anyway, yeah. so or just um, that shaving your beard makes you look better. Yeah. And then we were <laughs> we were sleeping together, and then um, you know the holidays makes relationships weird mm-hmm. because sure. it's like oh we're dating, but this seems like it's more important because it's Christmas. And then um, he disappeared, and then I went to a party on New Year's Eve, and they, he was there with a blonde girl. Oh, sort of <gasps> no, like the, Trout, you dick! Sort yeah. of like that history class boy in the New Year's Eve story on this movie, Abigail Breslin's kisser guy. Yeah, he was kissing yeah. the other girl. Although then she was Seth. like, you can kiss me later. And Seth was like, all right. And then they did. Yeah. So that turned out fine. But Well, except for that mom that was stalking them. Piper's mom. Yeah, Piper's if you didn't watch this movie, you might be a little confused right now. If you watched yeah. it, you're probably still a little confused. It's probably just sad that you watched it. But honestly, I think Trout sounds like a real piece of work. Yeah. And he's also, garbage. I'm just so happy that you're not dating someone named Trout anymore. Thank yeah, that so would be much. awkward for us. Yeah. yeah. You have an ex-boyfriend and he was this big. <laughs> I told you we'd save your sad story Thanks, with bud. hot riffs. Uh, my, uh, this is probably not the absolute worst, but like the first New Year's that we moved after we moved to Portland, Megan and I decided to go spend a fun New Year's Eve night seeing what the people of Portland do. So we walked down to Pioneer Square, which is the central center of the city, and we just assumed something would happen at midnight in Pioneer Square. There's like a bunch of big buildings around. There's a huge clock. We're just something big is going to happen here, and we got there and it was packed. There's thousands of people in the square who also thought somebody was something was going to happen at midnight. And then ah. it turns out nothing happens <laughs> at midnight. So at like 12.05, little groups start counting 3, 2, 1, Happy New Year, cheers, and then leaving. But there's just thousands of people like, surely somebody planned something for us all. And nothing happens at all. Nope. And then everyone just very slowly disperses in their own group after they missed counting that because they were expecting something. Sure. it was That was like... Man, it's hard to have fun if you're not good at it. You really got to put some effort in having fun. That is Do you guys have a worse New Year's? I can't say I have any memorably bad New Year's. I definitely have been like sick with a fever on a family vacation on New Year's. Yeah, but sick was a through line to a lot of people who wrote in about their worst New Year's. And I had yeah. a really sick New Year's a couple years ago where I was doing a four-hour show Ugh. and I'd been puking all day and it was really sad. And it was, but it was mostly just like shivering in the corner of a crappy piano bar. Not really yeah. hilarious. but Oh, I once went to, I went uh, with my friends. We like rented cabins at the beach and we were like very excited about it. Yeah. Except that I, I don't know, this just makes me sound like a jerk, but like I wasn't part of like the rental selection process. And so we got there and it was just like garbage nightmare, like get murdered here for cheap kind of place. (laughs) You would need Uh, to spend a lot of money to get murdered. Right. And it was like, it was like me and a group of friends that I had sort of chosen, but then also like an ancillary group of friends through like one of the friends who was like, I'll just invite all these other people. And all the other people were people I super didn't know. And then it was their choice to get super naked halfway through the evening. And I gotta say, people getting naked when that like was nobody's agenda, except for like those like four people is like really off putting in a way that like even I thought like, I don't know. I like don't really have like a lot of like nudity hangups, but this was just something I didn't want. And I was suddenly like, oh no, <laughs> come on. Yeah. 
Uh, and then, you know, just like a quite the hangover that I didn't feel like I earned and a miserable drive home. So that sucked. That does sound, sound sad, especially with the naked people in the car still. Yeah, just like a lot of, oh, so many naked people. Chris, mm. do you have a worst? No, I just said oh, like when I was a kid. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, so uh, I'll read a couple from our from people uh, on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, Catherine says, my dad decided that 13 was old enough for champagne. <laughs> and so oh. I puked right after midnight and then didn't drink again for like 10 years. Oh, that's well, you know, that's Little like smoking buddy. a whole pack of cigarettes yeah. <laughs> without having done anything wrong in the first place. Yeah. Cool dad uh, is like mean dad who poisoned you real fast. That's a thin line right there. Sure. Um, I don't even know if it's that thin. I think there was a <laughs> which, line. Which, like, I feel like there's a cute way to do that. Like, I remember going to weddings when I was young, and they'd be like, ooh, you can have a little half glass of champagne. Yeah, and I'd be like, yeah. oh, fancy. And that was that. Like, nothing happened. You don't have to be like, champagne, the whole <laughs> bottle. Yeah. <laughs> 13 is the time where you have to finish a magnum alone. Yeah. What? That's not a cool oh, God, The volume alone. Yeah, that's not great. Uh, Kristen, also on Twitter, said, uh, had a flu felt really bad woke up on new year's day with a massive swelling on my neck turns out obsessed cyst two weeks in the hospital and that was how i rang in the new millennium oh welcome to y2k bitch <laughs> i just imagine you like lying in a hospital bed with like robbie williams millennium like blasted <laughs> oh no <laughs> i i like the yeah the, the real problem with that was that her neck was using only two dates for two two dates for the year so if it had used all four numbers it would have been fine there you go. It's a Y2K Funny. bug. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's a good response. I like yeah. funny. Good job, Alex. <laughs> this is I, not a laugh. It is just a word. A uh, Helen said, worst, worked two years in a row watching dishes at my aunt's restaurant. Second time, she wouldn't pay me. Ooh. Oh, aunt. <laughs> I don't know if you can. Can you break up with an aunt? It's <laughs> a real dastardly move. That feels that feels Cinderella. Everyone should take a second at twelve fifteen and look around at all the people working around oh, you yeah. and just just thank anybody. Yeah, it's it's insane how hard people have to work on New Year's Eve while everybody else is like literally not giving a shit about them at all. Yeah. Being yeah. incredibly responsible. Good job, Helen. For the most part. Um, Marjorie on Facebook said the worst was in twenty two thousand three. When I found out all my possessions were stolen by the moving truck company during their trek from Austin to Austin from San Francisco. Oh my gosh. Yeah. What? Yeah. That's fucked up. Wow, that's really awful. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Uh how So do you pretend to be a moving company and then you just cuz you couldn't do that twice, right? Like one Yelp review that's like, they stole all of my things. You'd probably not get a second customer. Uh, I don't know, man. That's just crazy town. Man. Yeah. How? Wow. I just like feel upset knowing that that happened. I was just wondering if they got all the way to Austin before they were like, hey, we could just sell this stuff. <laughs> or if they had like always wanted to live in Phoenix. And so they're <laughs> halfway, they're like, we just live here now. Hey, Janet, how about a new start? <laughs> You'll never believe cool this, stuff. but we have to start a new life immediately. <laughs> you know, they call New Mexico the land of enchantment and other people's sofas. <laughs> OPS. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, the, um, there's, yeah, there's that pop song that hinges on stealing a, stealing a mattress. Huh? And I do spend a lot of time thinking about that. Hmm. Like, why did you, how did you steal your roommate's mattress? 
I always wonder about that pop song where Carrie Underwood's talking about all the stuff she's breaking. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like, it's so much stuff. And mm-hmm. it's like, it'd be so exhausting to smash and like carve your name into his car. Like, and also don't put your name on it because <laughs> yeah. that's a confession. Carve someone else's name into his car for sure. Smart. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it was uh, apparently Lydia. I don't know. (laughs) Trump 2016 did it. (laughs) Yeah. Phew. Uh, There is a slightly happy ending for Marjorie in that uh, they almost cut their losses and moved back to SF, but then um, there were very charitable neighbors who donated clothes and housewares. They were able to... I just can't believe that it was just like an unexpected, completely blank start with no... like. Like, I really need to know if something terrible happened. Can we at least, like, you know, speak ill of this moving company? Like, what happened? Yeah, I, I, yeah. I would love, Marjorie, if you would give Actually, us the name of that. If they still exist, I would love to give them some bad p- PR. Yeah, yeah bad and PR to make sure none of our important. listeners ever use them. Y'all, right? I don't want to sure. bring the room down, but I just heard a news story that this happens all the time. What? Fake what? Co- yeah, in fact, Portland just did a revamp mm. of... The moving companies that have to be certified by the city because it'll just what happens is you hire dudes who are on meth and they're really fast at moving, but you have to watch them. And um, <laughs> oh my gosh, it's a problem. But I like that like toddlers, dudes on meth, and like dogs are all things that you could say. You know what? You got to watch them. They move they're real fast. fast. I, they will get places more quickly than you think they can. I like your sales and then they'll just fuck like, shit actually, up. Actually, there is a benefit to them being on meth. So they could, like, the company could be like, two bros on meth, moving company. <laughs> and you're like, well, they'll be fast, but I'll watch them. No, nobody wants that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not insured nor bonded. If Not it was insured, like, surprisingly scabby, definitely on meth. <laughs> <laughs> no teeth moving. <laughs> no. All right, so let's do let's like uh, pick things a little bit back up with best New Year's Eves. Do you have a best New Year's? I Eve got a anybody? couple. I'm just gonna do two quick ones, really yeah. quick. One, I was in high school. Me and my sister watched all seven seasons of Buffy the Vampire Slayer in <laughs> one day. It like took like 48 hours, but it was really fun. Stayed up all night. The other so one, awesome. In my early 20s, it was around the trout years. But I, um, <laughs> my best friend and I went to a bar on New Year's Eve, and we found we were just like whatever. We're just gonna have a girls' night, and we found a lonely. Uh, dip, I, I don't know if he was on a leave. It was some sort of army military dude. Mm-hmm. He was alone. He, he he was, you know, from North Carolina or something, sitting in a bar. And he was alone. And we, like, scooped him up. And he was like, you beautiful ladies are going to be with me on New Year's Eve? <laughs> it was like a movie, like, from the 60s. Like, it was so cute. And we kissed him both on New Year's Eve. And Aww. he was, like, the happiest person. Oh, and then he turns Aww. out his dad is the dad in the hospital. And his <laughs> sister is the one who's running the record company. And his seven kids. <laughs> <laughs> right. Super bummed. Oh, that is so cute. Yeah, it was you, cute. Brooklyn, what do you guys have for us? Uh, gosh. Chris, I'm if you to say you've about... had no good ones either, then you're just like a six on New Year's Eve, no matter what happens. <laughs> just in bed by 9 p.m. every year. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I will say the last couple of years we've gone to the Rub at the Bell House, which just is this like big a dance party dance in party. Brooklyn. Yeah, and where... that's surprisingly so, like just dancing, no matter what day is turning into another day, is like yeah. a pretty good time. Going dancing with some good friends is always yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. I will say, I think my other my other highlight is another like dance party uh, where Chris and I went to a house party for New Year's Eve, and it turned into a crazy dance party and we were there until like four in the morning oh. do you remember this which which one was this? your friend like out in the suburbs in like kirkland or something uh yeah yeah that was new year's right yes tell me that was new year's that okay. was new year's that was our buddy Derek. Yeah, that was such a strange party, and it turned out so well. Yeah, sometimes you can go to a place where you don't know everybody, and as long as people are in good spirits, it can be a really, really good time. Yeah, I yeah. thought that was super fun. Yeah. 
Uh, I made, if you guys follow me on Instagram or on Facebook, you've seen I made a balloon drop this year and it turned out Very really cute. well. Um, Isn't that the sequel to last year? Yeah. So I, I found last year I was like, Megan and I were just going to be, we, I was doing a show earlier in the evening and so we were going to be coming back at like 1130 and having a very brief New Year's by ourselves. And um, I was looking for like, I was just Googling for like fun things you can do with kids on New Year's because we're not <laughs> um, that fun. And uh Someone's like, make a balloon drop, but then they had no more details about it. So I like spent the afternoon last year on New Year's Eve, uh, like inventing a balloon drop system uh, out yep. of newspaper and tape and a, and string. Um, and I built, I spent like just way too long building this thing and blowing up a bunch of balloons by myself. And I hung up from the ceiling. It was really funny and and ratchet looking. And last year, I like at New Year's, we count down. I pull the string, and the string just pulls right out, and a single balloon wafts down <laughs> from the drop and lands on megan's head and uh and then like a minute later they all fell so it did work slowly but just that one moment of just a single balloon dropping on her was probably my favorite new year's memory it yeah was really really amusing you heard it here alex falcone loves engineering on holidays <laughs> i i don't i'm not crafty normally so this was like this was a big deal it looks really cool dude it was fun and this yeah. year, so this year i built a sequel and it worked way better um and uh, except we got really cheap balloons, so people kept almost passing out trying to blow up these tiny balloons because they were so hard. They looked oh. like water balloons. Yeah, they were. Yeah, they were like, "Hey, that would be a good twist on a balloon drop." It'd be so <laughs> shitty if they're just really heavy and Ow, wet. Oh no, I'm wet. <laughs> oh, it's so cold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Happy New Year! Oh, you broke my champagne. Like an Australia balloon drop. Yeah, that would be sure. I'm so there. excited that I've never yeah. found myself around a bunch of balloons at New Year's. That just like I didn't even realize that's such an obvious thing to do is like a woo for New Year's, and I like it's never happened to me, and I'm so happy. Yeah, fun fact: Tanya hates oh, yeah, balloons. I cannot. Oh man, I used balloons. to work at a bar where we do a legit balloon drop. Yeah. Put a bunch of money in the balloons, Ooh. and we tell the people. And so uh, at midnight, and everyone brings knives. It was just. <laughs> It was so cacophonous in this tiny bar. So many balloons popping. Very violent. Very yeah. like terrifying yeah. sounding. How much? Yeah. Like, and it was probably That's like, why I don't money. like balloons is because of the popping. No, we told them there was one hundred dollar bill, five fifties, <laughs> and like many twenties. So people okay. were really getting yeah, after that's it. Yeah, that's a lot. That's that's money. Oh God, that sounds awful. It's, uh, sorry. It's okay, guys. The bar closed. <laughs> Don't worry, California developers Happy are making Happy endings a do exist. <laughs> uh, a couple of quick phones from our, our listeners. Haley on Facebook. Um, I don't know if this is best or worst, but one year I fell asleep on a subwoofer at a club <laughs> until three at 3 a.m. Uh, and I lost a bet that I could stay up through the whole party. That sounds hey, fun. Haley, can I, you hear us right now? <laughs> <laughs> that was the year I had to start typing. Instead yeah. of talking. That is, falling asleep on a subwoofer is pretty amazing. Also, I'm pretty sure she passed out. Let's be honest. Yeah. Fair yeah. enough. Um, Such Hel- a thin line. Helen is jumping back. Uh, best best one was a party in a farm, in a farm, with several friends, had hungover sex with just one person. Um, and then f- also four years later, uh, that Lord of the Rings marathon while eight months pregnant. Mm. Those are both pretty fun. Aww. I like the the, the marathons because you, you talked about the Buffy marathon. That's just a fun. I have friends who do the, they call it the low treat. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. The... Where it's a Lord of the Rings retreat. L-O-T-R. Oh, yeah. wow. Uh, Marjorie's best was 2014 cuddle party with 20 dear friends talking into the new year. Oh. I, or cuddle pile. Sorry. With 20 dear friends. Cuddle pile. I would think maybe being on the edges is better in the very <sighs> middle. 
I was like, I wonder if Alex is going to like a cuddle party or hate it. Well, yeah, jury's way out on this one. (laughs) I'm going to hold my breath. Never get a verdict. I do not. Who knows? I I do not like people touching me. I am really uncomfortable people touching me. But I was just thinking of the weight. Like if you were in the bottom of the cuddle pile, it'd be a real bummer. It's not more about like, was it across like pieces of furniture? Did they just like get on a floor? Like what? Yeah, it's not like Jenga, Alex. They're not a a (laughs) vertical cuddle pile. We have to get Dan out without knocking everybody over. (laughs) It's not like a cheerleader pyramid. It's like... I've never cut a pile. Just pick up sticks with 19 of your favorite people. (laughs) It's like a a horizontal stack of spoons. (laughs) Oh, like the whole spoon drawer. Yeah. Okay, I get it. I'm in. Uh, I'm still not. I a spoon drawer me. is a better name for a cuddle cuddle pile. That is a great name. Yeah. I've been to that. Yeah, okay, but cuddle puddle. It, it's got that uh, internal rhyme. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good to you. So, and then lastly, Chairman Facebook said uh, this year went to bed at ten, slept through the whole mess. Best New Year's ever. Bam. Oh, I am in favor of a sleep. Had I been asleep instead of watching this fucking movie, I would have been a lot <laughs> happier. Did Listen, you? We didn't watch it on New Year's. Let's not be. Yeah, fortunately. Yeah. Man, what a way to ruin a New Year's watching yeah. new year's eve <laughs> i just want to get so hyped for new year's eve let's watch this movie <laughs> this is the thing is structurally new year's eve is built to fail like you've already yeah. expended so much energy on holiday madness oh, yeah. of whatever year you're in sure that like by the time you get to new year's you're just like oh wait i'm supposed to get in a dress and act like i love everything what yeah it's not possible i just hate that or there's like I countdown have- i mean you're literally giving a time stamped to like amateurs who don't know how to produce an event right <laughs> yeah that's true uh, oh yeah i like getting mad about event production during a holiday that seems fun this movie had some poor event production yeah, oh, sure. stories was an event production story and that wasn't even your least favorite that's true well there was a i mean yeah i i did find it troubling that like the vp of Times square seemed to only like that one part of her job yeah. It's like you have so many other things you're supposed to be worrying was, about. Yeah. And like vaguely helping with the ball is like maybe one of them. But, but then she just dips at I the don't end. think so. Yeah. She does just yeah. dip. That's her one thing. She, yeah, she sure, she sure did dip. Also, <laughs> also the person in charge of the ball drop in Times Square seems to think that giant Phillips branded fake light switch actually controls the ball. Oh, I know that piece of branding is definitely not part of it. She keeps yeah. also. This was a heavily branded film. Oh yeah, well, Nivea Times Square New Year's Eve is pretty heavily branded. The, well, the Nivea. Yes. It's also the center of hell, so that's fine. Right. I can see the ball from my office building. Oh. Just a fun update on the mystery of where Tanya works, <laughs> which is not much of a mystery. All right. So we have uh, a number of possible sight lines that you could be along. You yeah. work on the roof of a hospital. I work on the roof of a hospital <laughs> with Robert De Niro and Carrie Elway. No. <laughs> um, but I, and so actually on Thursday, no, Friday, I was at work and my coworkers and I went up to watch them test the ball drop because oh, that's what they, they do, don't do it day the of. day before. <laughs> and the day before they test the ball drop, do you know what they do? They test the confetti also several days before the actual event. So just to give you a sense of like what's really going on. This movie assumes the tests are going on mere minutes before mere, the actual like, thing. Mere like hours and minutes before the actual thing, which is insane and would make no sense. And New York is better than that. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's a lightning bonus round, you guys. We're lightning gonna, bonus round. Uh, we're, we'll play along with us. Facebook.com slash Read Weep. Twitter at Read underscore Weep. And on the mailing list, uh, Read-Weep.com. And we will ask you questions in advance. You can... You can participate. And I would still love to hear worst New Year's Eve stories because I was enjoying those. So if you have more of those, please, you can keep tweeting. Oh, some of these are tragic. Yeah. Yeah. 
like I like the thirteen year old puking more than like the super sad ones, but. Um, yeah. But do keep t- sending me your worst New Year's Eve stories. I'd love to hear them. Um, now it's time for a minor compliment. We're going to go in reverse order, which means, Chris, you're up first. What's your last nice thing you're ever going to say about New Year's Eve 2011? Oh, uh, most of the people on this movie appear to have their heads screwed on backwards and want to go to Times Square. Yeah. But one person does not. And I want to give my compliment to Sarah Jessica Parker's character, who knows that Times Square at New Year's Eve is the single worst place anyone could ever try to go. She keeps trying to tell her daughter this, but like Cassandra, you know, she's never listened to. So, but she uh, does end up going and actually, like, doesn't seem that upset. She doesn't seem that upset. I would be so upset to try to yeah, go there. And, like, so Abigail Breslin, her daughter, she's, she thinks she can just walk in. No, you got to get there, like, in the morning on that day oh, to be able yeah, to be also, let into like, all those gates. I'm just going to go to Times Square, New Year's Eve. I'll just, I'll just find my daughter. I'll just pick her out of a crowd. Yeah. No, you won't. You won't move. Yeah, into yeah. What's yeah. what's gonna happen? Yeah, that crowd actually looked manageable. People had elbow room. It was very uh, yeah. That was a unrealistic. Cr- yeah, that was a manufactured crowd in Times Square as opposed to just like your average. E- I left work on Friday, no- notably not New Year's Eve, day before New Year's Eve, and was stuck on a street corner for five minutes just, <laughs> just because of people just hoping to go somewhere sometime <laughs> and i i body chucked people to eventually get through it's not that i was being timid <laughs> like i was like listen child <laughs> i have a place to be move uh yeah what's your that makes your next time i think what's your minor compliment for nye oh yeah uh at one point toward the end of this movie Halle berry is exiting a room and smacks her ass with both hands oh and yeah i loved it yeah <laughs> that was nice it was great i was like good move Halle. <laughs> that seems ad lib that seems like the kind of thing Halle berry would do yeah i was i was super into it yeah, yeah she seems fun my my second favorite moment my minor compliment uh is dessert by parachute Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, that was kind of nice. Finally, when will my dessert arrive by air? (laughs) Yeah, so they're at this very fancy party for a record label, I guess, or the whole record industry. It seemed weird. Um, uh, Yeah, an industry that famously has a lot of money right now. Yeah, Uh, yeah, uh, Lithgow did say that, but then, of course, ran away from the film and tried to take his name off it. This is not the kind of party you throw when your business isn't going great. So huge, huge newsy party on Times Square. Uh, catered by idiots, but then they the dessert is attached to uh, it's like uh, truffles in a small bag, mm-hmm. attached to like the parachute taken off a small army man, and yep. thrown from the a third floor balcony above the party. And I would love to go to a party where that happened. It seems super fun. I like tiny parachutes. One lady did get truffles to the face as a risk of the parachute <laughs> system. Yeah, and it doesn't work well with a plated dessert, but. I would be willing to try. Yeah, and like it's one of those things where like you're in the crowd being like, "Pick me, pick me!" Like throw throw it over here. Yeah. I sort of like the guarantee of dessert that maybe a server or a yeah, robot drone yeah, army yeah. You, might you guarantee. You do want to be served uh, more one on one than a t-shirt cannon. You really yeah. Want. Maybe, maybe drones is the answer. Maybe if drones <laughs> were to like precision drop dessert, yeah, to sure. me, dessert drones. That, yeah, yeah. And, but it's still on tiny parachutes so they don't fall too fast. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we just saved the world, you guys. I mean, there's very few problems that I don't think would be made better by dropping, air dropping desserts on them. Maybe yeah. like <laughs> tooth problems. Got a short list. Yeah, yeah, that's the only one I can think of. Bree, what's your minor compliment? Shout out to uh, Sofia Vergara um, for, you know, this was probably her audition for Modern Family, I'm guessing, because sure. she was, she's using this like baby accent. 
yeah. that gets later kind of turned up to 11 on yeah. network television. Yeah. Yes. There are, there I was, did enjoy her playing a low status character for once. Sure. Because she's, she's, you know, gorgeous and, and you know, always seems to be like this adored person. Mm. And so she's like a kind of kooky, helpful, a little bit dumb girl. Yeah. Her first and, day as a sous chef. <laughs> yeah, right. She's the, uh, maybe her first day around food at all. I don't know. It was her first day as a zucchini shaver. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that was someone else who was oh. chopping more slowly than I do, which <laughs> is really saying something. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, that is it for our show. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, we, sometimes we end on a real great place. <laughs> sometimes we parachute in like a truffle. Sometimes... <laughs> We drop like a ball. Sometimes we hit you in the face like a truffle. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anyway, uh, I hope you guys all have a great 2017. We'll be back again next week. Uh, Quick shout out to Brian Barry. Thank you so much for becoming our last cutlet of the last year. Not at all tax deductible donation uh, means a lot to us. So thank you for getting that in before the cutoff that doesn't actually matter. (laughs) Uh, Nice. Also, thanks for being here at C. Walter Smith. Uh Uh-huh. At the Tanya Best. Dumb diddly dumb. It's been good to talk to you guys again. I hope you had good holidays. Yeah. Yeah. It was, you know, the holidays are really a lot. And they're <laughs> over now. They are a lot. And now they're, and now they're over, well, which actually feels pretty okay. You got to start making uh, your Valentine's Day plans. Oh, oh sure. yeah. Your Valentine's Mother's Day resolutions. Day yeah, I remember Always Day. believed in that as a holiday. Um, and at Brie Pruitt. Uh, Bree, thanks for being here. Thank you so much. If you guys are in Portland, which I know at least some of you are, uh, because I've spoken with you, you should check out Stellar, Bree's one-person show. If you, especially if you enjoyed the story about Trout, there are more oh, yeah. dating stories <laughs> from Bree. More Trout, where that came from. Does Trout make a, an appearance in the show? Trout does. I call him Bear in the show. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. Trout's natural enemy. You gave him that name. <laughs> I just think bear is a, like a, a name of a dude you hate too. Yeah, that's funny. And sure, that feels right. And then he became shaved bear, and you're like, hmm. Hello. Uh, so yeah, more more stories like that. And uh, and it's I saw the show in its first run, and it's so good. Yeah. Uh, so you should all go check it out. Thursdays in January uh, at the Funhouse Lounge. You can find out more at MerkTickets.com. Cool. Well, good luck. Thank you. Uh, I hope everything works out with bear trout. Um, and thank you all for listening. We'll be back again next week. Bye. Woohoo! Bear Trout sounds like a character from your show. Bear Trout? Yeah. Oh, yeah. From Read It and Wait. We have. Yeah, that seems like one of our... Bear Trout. Maybe that's your new character, Chris. Ooh. You're going to be a bear trout. Oh, I wouldn't know which to put first, the bear or the trout. It's like a mermaid. It's a bear on top and a trout on the bottom. So you talk like a bear, but oh, you, you'd move through the world like a trout. <laughs> but also, wouldn't you also try to eat your bottom parts all the time? Ooh, it would yeah. be a constant struggle. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. No snacking. It's, it's like how you can't lick your own elbow or whatever. <laughs> for you like reasons? go for a swim and end up trying to catch yourself? I don't know. That sounds really complicated. I mean, I, like, I never thought of that with a mermaid, but yeah, you do. You and might you look appetizing. You couldn't fall in love with a bear because he'd try to eat your bottom. 